I'm Kit Shah, and together we have set up the London Photo Festival and Gallery. Welcome to our podcast series, In Conversation With, where we speak to photographers, industry experts, and other interesting people. If you have any questions about our podcasts or other projects, you can visit our website, londonphotofestival.org, for more details. Thank you for joining us for the London Photo Festival's podcast series. Hi, so today we're here with Stuart, uh, Stuart Cashmore, um, who's exhibited with us in the past, um, and we really want to find out more about you, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Okay, hi, I'm Stuart. Um, as Kit says, I've, I'm a past exhibitor with uh, London Photo Festival. I think I started in 2012, and I don't think I've missed one since then. So no, I um, think you've been with, well, yeah, you've done all of them, I think. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I should at least get a long, long service medal. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, and it's. I started taking photographs a very long time ago when I was nine. In fact, I got my first camera, um, and was very excited and took some really terrible pictures with it. Um, and then when I was about thirteen, I got quite seriously interested in it because, as a very self-conscious teenager, I worked out that if. I was behind the camera taking the pictures, I wouldn't be in them being embarrassed. So that seemed like a good idea. And I guess I've never really looked back since then. Um, I've always had a bit of an interest in the more artistic side of photography, but overwhelmingly for many, many years, uh, growing up, having a family, that kind of thing. I guess inevitably a lot of my photography was just family photography, holiday pictures, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it wasn't really until about 2011 that I started getting interested in, in doing something else and uh, stumbled across the, uh, the photo festival. Um, and Is that when you took it more seriously and you really wanted to sort of try out um, exhibiting your work? Yeah, I'd, I'd been very... Um, been a little bit shy about my work but a lot of people who did see it were, were saying nice things about it and I have to have to give my wife the credit because she really encouraged me to to go for it and said your photographs are worth seeing you should you should let more people see them um, so with a great deal of trepidation uh, I entered my first exhibition um, and have been exhibited several times since, not just at photo festival, what, but what, elsewhere. What was your experience like on that, that first time, you know? You've never exhibited before, and that's your first time. How did you, did you prepare for it, or how um, did you kind of throw yourself at it? How did you? I really hit an incredibly steep learning curve. And it's, although it was hard for my first exhibition in particular but probably my first couple right. realistically um, I learned a tremendous lot which stood me in good stead later when I exhibited elsewhere I realised I really had no idea um, about a lot of the very basic mechanics of, of exhibiting your work um, uh, to, to give you one very basic example, um, there was a picture which in, in some ways I guess is the most successful picture I've ever taken. Uh, 
and I, I had that printed up and there it was in its frame and it all looked very nice and somebody was interested in buying it from me but the first question they asked was how big is the edition and I had never even considered that um, I understood that in a, a fine art setting you have a finite number of prints because beyond that the, the plate becomes too worn to, to be worthwhile but I can print one print I can print 5,000 prints of my photo and they'll all be as good as the previous one so I didn't really appreciate the significance of edition size so that was just one little little example um, and you know I hope I'm not going to embarrass anybody but I owe Kit and and Emma a huge debt for for giving me that experience um, and the opportunity to learn uh, I've exhibited since and I'm sometimes quite surprised that I go into venues and I'm more knowledgeable and more professional about exhibiting right. than the venue staff are yeah. and it's down to, to the grounding I had. But it's, it's what you went through and what you, you picked up, what you learned and, and also you know learning from others, I mean we've learned ourselves by going to other galleries and seeing how others do it um, and there is no sort of fixed answer to certain how to exhibit work because it, it, it lends itself to different things I think you know like you know how you want to frame it how you want to print it uh, what size you want to print and but these are also defined by the quality of the image sometimes you know there's no way you can go a certain size mm -hmm. you know all these there are restraints to what you can do but um, and the best way I think you know, is to just throw yourself at it really and, and hopefully learn what works for you is that what you found oh very much so um, the very first time I exhibited I I put four prints in they were all A4 and I remember thinking gosh those are big prints aren't they and I think I think for some pictures A4 would probably be an absolutely ideal size for my particular work I have come to learn that actually bigger is better my, my work works better at scale and I, I wouldn't consider printing at less than A3 now um, and, and that was just one little thing along the way and seeing these little tiny A4s on the wall next to, to bigger prints and thinking yeah I need to try that uh, and again also I remember Emma uh, really encouraging me to try printing my work bigger as well yeah. and, and she was absolutely spot yeah and it brings out different things when you see things on a larger print as well but yeah whatever kind of works I suppose one thing I have learned though is that you do have to um, you do have to be very careful about that and there is what you've already said Kit, the, the issue of some images just won't go beyond a certain point because you're, you, you, know, you, you, you lose so much quality but sometimes the image just doesn't work if it gets too big. Um, I have a picture 
downtown Atlanta early Sunday morning and I've tried printing it, that at various sizes um, and the biggest I've found that works is A2 Okay. and there is something strange about the picture I've tried printing it bigger than that and it just doesn't work um, because the shot is essentially of something quite a distance away and I think it gets into a strange kind of perspective right, that your brain is telling you it's a long way away but it can't be that big if it's a long way away yeah. and it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Okay, it's interesting. You got chosen to exhibit at the Royal Academy. How did that come about and, and you know, were you ready and you know, what went into all that? Um, yes, yeah, so in 2014 I did have um, a picture in the Royal Academy Summer Exhibition. I hadn't even realised that you could enter photographs into, into the Summer Exhibition. And it was a, a chance comment by somebody um, late in 2013. Right. Uh, and they told me about the application process. So, um, yeah, I thought in 2014, what's to lose? Uh, the worst they can say is no. So I, so I submitted um, two pictures, the maximum you can, um, and was lucky enough to, to have one of them chosen. Um, it was a very interesting experience. Um, if, if, if you're not familiar with it, and I guess most people aren't, because I wasn't until I looked at doing it, um, you have to start the process in January. You have to be oh, right. very oh, well prepared. Wow, okay. um, as early as possible in January, wow. you have to be hitting their website, because what they do is they, they sell entries, and the entries are strictly li limited. Um, it does change from year to year, but it's usually around about 12,000. And if you don't have an entry, you don't go any further. And then by a date in usually around March... That's um, when they actually go you, through and choose. You, submit, you must have submitted your work right. online, regardless of what it is. So if you're a, a painter, you have to take a picture of your work or your sculpture yeah. or whatever. And they they then long list from that, and um, if you are long listed by a date in late April, you you have to deliver the work physically right. to the RA, and then they do their final selection uh, and notify you in May. Um, so I remember getting the, the, the letter or the email saying that I'd been long-listed and I was really excited by that and actually if the whole process had ended there yeah. I think I would have been still, still quite happy yeah but I took my work in delivered it and on the day I was expecting to hear that uh, it had been selected uh, didn't receive anything, right. didn't receive anything, and um, checked my email at quarter to midnight, and it had just come in, 
And when I read it first, I thought it was a rejection. <laughs> and that was, that was fair enough. But what it actually turned out to be was an email saying, um, we're keeping your work for consideration. Oh, okay. And we'll, we'll be in touch no later than a date at the very oh, end of, okay. of May. Right. And as chance would have it, the weekend that I was due to hear, uh, my wife and I booked a trip to Paris. We were going to see an exhibition at the Pompidou, uh, which was a retrospective of Henri Cartier-Bresson, who was one of my favourite photographers. Yeah. And on the Friday I was supposed to hear nothing all day. By now we're in Paris, we go out to dinner, have some drinks afterwards, get back to the hotel, and I think I'll just check my email one last time. Yeah. Uh, and there it was, the one saying I'd been accepted. Wow. Um, and it was quite an interesting experience because we went off to the exhibition next morning and I'm not quite sure how I got my head through the doors because I'd been chosen for the Royal Academy. <laughs> um, but spent a, a good hour looking at Onley's work and came out suitably put back in my place <laughs> but it was a very exciting experience and um, yeah just to just to walk into one of the rooms there and yeah. there it is on the wall it was it was staggering no nice no, I did visit so I did see your image oh. there as well yeah um, I think it was on the weekend or something it was really really good to see I'm, definitely good to see I'm and, and especially to see loads of little dots yeah, your images as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was um, it was an edition of twenty five. I'd learned my lesson. You have to have a size to the edition, and actually, that's something you have to do on your entry. Um, and yeah, I'm delighted to be, to be able to say I sold all of them. Well, uh, and again, it was very much for me getting it on the wall. I'd arrived. That that was my success. Yeah. To hear during the private view, the private view lasts a week because there are so member, many well, members of the yeah. RA. Uh, to hear during the private view week that the one actually on the wall had sold was, you know, the icing on the yeah, cake. Of um, and by the time I sold the 25th one, I think we were into the sprinkles on the cherry on the icing on well, the cake yeah. um, and a slight regret of why didn't you make it in addition of 50 <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you shouldn't be greedy <laughs> uh, but that's interesting so obviously you, you know you learn how important um, additions are and and you know whatever else you know when you exhibit the first time I'm sure you took a few things away with you um, which you've replicated in different exhibitions since and in different not just the RA I'm talking about like other exhibitions you've had your own personal exhibitions now as well yeah I've had I've been lucky enough to have um, have two solo exhibitions one at the uh, the Brewery Arts Centre up in Kendall in the Lake District and one at the beginning of this year in the uh, the Lexi right. in, in West London yeah. um, and yes I, I you know I I've picked up a lot along the way not just things like the importance of an edition, but choosing good frames. Well, I mean, uh, when, when I came to the Lexi, I thought the images are framed beautifully. You know, they look fantastic. And it does, it adds to any image. 
you know, mounts and all the extras that you can put into it, a double mount even, and all these sort of things, they kind of, uh, I think it takes the viewer into the image, you know, it mm. creates this like little path to the image and it just gives it that extra kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and and then particularly organising your your own exhibition, where a lot of the admin gets taken care of for you by by other people at the the photo festival and, and other similar exhibitions. But things that you suddenly realise you need to do. Yes, you need to print out the um, the title cards for each work and uh, and the pricing. You have to produce the catalogue. Um, all these things yeah. that, that don't immediately occur to you. Well, it didn't immediately occur to me. Um, but the, the thing I haven't learned yet, uh, despite lots of practice, is I still have no idea how to price my work. <laughs> I, I find you know, pricing... That's one of our... We get this question... Oh, God, we... On, not just on social media, but on everything, you know, emails and... This is the biggest question, how to price, you know, work. Um, there's so many different things that go into it, but one of the things is it, the cost of actually producing the image, not um, printing, I'm talking about, you know, how far were you, what time of day was it, did you travel a lot, you know, is it something that can be repeated, how, you know, it's, so many things go into it, it's, it's difficult. Well, it's interesting that, that you say forget the cost of actually printing it and so on um, I, I actually come at it from the opposite angle because I the photos I take tend to be because I'm there yeah. um, it's rarely that I travel specifically to take something yeah. um, but I I'll typically put a price of maybe £120 on an A3 print and I know people have sort of looked a little askance at that and when you explain to them that getting a high quality professional A3 print is going to cost you 25, 30 quid just for the print and there is the cost of the frame on top then you know suddenly that 120 isn't as much as you no, think no, it, it is and it's very very often people realize that what they think is a fair price for it maybe 70 pounds is yeah. what i am actually charging yeah. when you've taken out the production costs um so it's it's but it's immensely difficult i think the, the one thing i have learned um and I have, I have a couple of professional photographer friends. And of course, it's very different for them. Anyway, it's their living. But um, I never give my work away. What? Uh, never say never. Very occasionally I will as a present. But I sometimes have people, oh, I really like your work, I really like your work. And you think, just occasionally... Not all the time I emphasise for any of my friends who are listening to this, but just occasionally you think people are angling for a, for you to say, oh, well, I'll do one for you. And, you know, I've taken time, trouble to, to create to this. Create this yeah. um, not only did I take the picture, but I've, I've probably worked in, on a bit of post-production for it just yeah. to, to make it an even better image. Um, it's got to be worth something. No, no, definitely. I mean, that's a... 
that's a good tip, you know. I mean, I just wanted to ask you a like, final question. I mean, that's a great tip. Have you got any other tips for someone who has, hasn't has exhibited, hasn't done anything, but love taking images, love taking photographs? Um, I think the big tip would be it can seem terrifying, it can seem daunting, but go ahead and do it. Um, it's, it's, you can take all the wonderful images you want, but if you're the only person who ever sees them, what's the point? And if you believe that they are good, then get them out there so that people can see them. Um, and there are lots of opportunities out there. There's the London Photo Festival, but there are other open entry opportunities like that, or particularly if you live in London. So just get a couple of pictures in there. They can hide safely amongst lots of other people if you're really feeling nervous. But if they're good, people will notice them. Yeah. Just, just take your courage and do it. Good stuff. Fantastic. Um, thank you very much, Stuart. You're very welcome. Um, thank you. Always interesting uh, to see you and uh, definitely interesting to hear all your stories. Thanks. Fantastic. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. You can find out more about our guests and topics on our website and our social media pages. Thank you.